Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week, we finally watched an extremely light period. Aaron Brockovich. Couldn't be lighter. Honestly, just like discharge. Yeah. <laughs> spotting, almost. I was spotting. Um, but before we start talking about this flick... Bitch, let's sync up. Yeah, sure. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, wow, what a week of both trials and tribulations. <laughs> you for really me. have been going through it. Yeah. So first of all, I'm doing whole thirty, um, <laughs> which is self inflicted. Um, <laughs> Maybe all these trials and tribulations are just God going no heart <laughs> oh, about whole thirty. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, let me tell you something. God, God saying yes, heart in regards to the hours I'm clocking on the GD turlet. I because I started this because I was like I'm not satisfied with what my digestion is doing, and right now it is so powerful. <laughs> it is so like three or four times a day. Damn. Yeah. Good for you. You too could could achieve this, listener. I, if you give your heart to whole thirty. <laughs> um, Look, it's like, whatever. I, I still, feel like I would have I to s- give up too much. Although, I guess... It's not It's not that challenging. I said... I've, I've, been, do, having, I've been cooking so much, though. <clears throat> the not having tortillas of it all might be a challenge for me. That's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to eat the same four staple foods for breakfast every day, yeah. basically. It's I a lot of, anyway. lot of sweet potato and egg. Yeah. Um, anyway, I... Um, Lost a knife fight with a Navacadu on Friday. <laughs> um, sliced my finger up real good. Girl. Had to go to the uh, walk-in clinic. I don't actually, I haven't told you this yet, but um, as I was leaving, so they were supposed to give me like my discharge papers with, you know, instructions on like what's the second do. time you've used the word discharge. And I'll do it again. Bop, bop, bop. I'll find a more creative way to use it after that. Um, <laughs> anyway, they... Uh, so they were giving you your walking papers. They're giving me my walking papers. I asked the dude at the front. I was like, "Hey, I think I'm supposed to have some papers." And he was like, "Oh, got it. Yeah, no, I'm on it." Like I think his boss was right around the corner, so he was like trying to act like he had his act together. And he was like, "Hey, what's your last name?" And I was like, "Sherman." And then he's like, "Cool, cool. Here are your papers." And like gave it to me. And I was like walking out, looking at it, being like, and I, I, I asked him like, "Oh, wait, where do I fill this prescription?" And then a second later, I was like, "I don't have a prescription." Oh. And then also I was looking at the sheet and I was like, "And they think I'm." Scared. <laughs> they gave me the wrong girl's shit. Was she last name Sherman as well? Oh, it was Herman. Oh, no. Um, but I was no. like, oh, my God. Look at how skinny they think I am. <laughs> and they're also going to give me this drug. Um, but then I accidentally probably like blew his cover. Because I was like, excuse me, wrong papers. <laughs> Not only were you playing Minesweeper, you committed a HIPAA violation. Uh <laughs> Minesweeper. That's, yeah, that's all I could assume. These Gen Z kids don't want to work. <laughs> they just want to play Minesweeper. Um, so they gave me my papers with my actual Christian weight, which I quickly crumpled into a ball to not let my husband see. You told them the truth? Or did they wait? <laughs> no, I told them the truth, but I also was like, Craig, cut your, put your hands over your ears. Oh, I did that for every single doctor's visit. And I'll keep doing it. Both pregnancies. Well, it was, I mean, he's such a friggin' gumshoe. Like, afterwards, he was like, I guess I've never been in an emergency room with a woman. They ask you about your menzies, like, quite a bit. And I was like, and yeah. that has anything to do with your cutting your What finger? does that have to do with the price of fish? <laughs> like, I, I actually was wondering if they asked that just to, like, suss out if you might accidentally be pregnant so that oh, they again, don't... what does that have to do with you cutting your finger? Well, if what if they gave you something 
something that could, like, terminate a pregnancy. Oh. You know? Yeah. But, like, there's quite a few things that, like, Are there pose abortive risk. fashions that would also help with your finger? Uh, what? Are Abort- there abortive fashions that would help with your finger? What a way to pronounce that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I studied English literature. Um, uh, Texas agricultural and mechanical. mechanical. Uh, God, I just give so much information out each week. It's like, dox me. <laughs> S- send it to my boss. Send it to her boss. <laughs> Find your favorite clip. <laughs> Could it be doo-doo? <laughs> Could it be boobies? <laughs> send <Discharge>. it. Discharge. <laughs> Discharge. Better send it. Oh, Marcy. Um, I feel like I'm going to manifest a disaster how much I think about that happening. But Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's stupid. It's very silly, but it would be the universe being like, choose your own destiny. Like, the rest is still unwritten. It's time to leave like the corporate world. You've ever said anything that would... Uh, Upset your employer. Um, <laughs> you want to tell the listener about what the the sludge you're eating is? Yeah, it looks like a dookie. <laughs> it really does look like a doo-doo pie. Um, so what I'm drinking is... Eating with a spoon. Shoveling out of out of a ninja cup with a spoon is uh, a Whole30 um, Nutella, quote-unquote, um, smoothie that I found on TikTok from Trader Joe's reviews. Oh, wonderful. Um, and it's too thick. Mm-hmm. For, she thickums. She, yeah. yeah, it's um, it's like a blizzard from Dairy Queen. Like, I could flip yeah. it upside down. Yeah, and you did. And I did, in your house. Yeah. <laughs> on your carpet. On my carpet. <laughs> <laughs> she a menace. Airy season got me acting up. <laughs> I got all this energy to be a jackass now. <laughs> so talk to, like, three people now, so it's... <laughs> No real spread. Um, anyway, so slice my finger up. That's great. Um, my husband and I did a little ignore the poison ivy on his body for two weeks. Yeah. Um, on accident. So he's on steroids now. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm also going to get a tattoo. Hey, so this it's week, all bad. I had a kind of a bad haircut, so like, let's, <laughs> let's keep it going. I got a haircut today. Let it ride. <laughs> I'm amazing at the tables in Vegas. Uh, I just, I, I lose and I lose and I lose. Um, I went to Birds. I woke up this morning and was like, hmm, not cute. Because <laughs> I have too much hair when I run, it like smacks in the back of my head. Like, Yeah, you messaged me at 10. You were like, I'm going to Birds at noon. Yeah, I know. I like I this is why I also feel sudden. I feel like like femininity is wasted on me cuz I'm just like <laughs> I've paid more than like $60 for a haircut like once and I'm like you know. It's not worth it. It's not to worth you. it to me. You know. And I never have a plan. I go like I came in today, you know. Yeah. Real Jack Lemon. Like they were they asked me what I wanted with my hair and I was like, there's too much of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> and uh, I got the one girl at Birds that wasn't covered in tattoos. Like oh, very see, quiet. Sort I trust of a hairdresser that's covered in tattoos. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. She 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 said like basically nothing to me except towards the end she was like, "What's your perfume?" And I was like, a Tenoir, no, the Labo, the Labo Tenoir. Where do you get it? Nordstrom. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. 
That's the kind where, like, you spray it and it stays on your clothes even after you've washed them. And I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, but at no point did she tell me, I like it. <laughs> it was just, damn. I think she was telling me, like, it is strong. I'm like, yeah, no, you're welcome. <laughs> I smell rich. Which is <laughs> why I came in here for this budget haircut. <laughs> I am money. Yeah. I get, I'm like Warren Buffett. I'm just prudent. <laughs> I get cheap haircuts so I can buy expensive perfume. So, so I can invest in the market. <laughs> the perfume market. Yeah, obviously. So anyway, that's what I'm up to. How are you? Um, I am doing all right. I um, I was telling you about my journey with eating salads. I've been eating a lot mm. of salads. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to become wonderful. I'm trying to ascend. Um, you don't try. You just do and you're I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. Um, I... Uh, there's like a girl that I've followed on social media for a couple years. She's like a vegan influencer. And she like just was like, massage your salad greens with some avocado and that will like make them taste better. And I was like, oh my God. And it like really has made all the difference. And it's now I actually moment. like eating salad. Um, but uh, I mean, other than that, like, God, I've been truly so dull. We had, um, Easter was this weekend. Uh, so there was that. We had, um, we went to an Easter egg hunt. Hmm. Uh, and hello listeners. <laughs> I got to see two of you there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, does Ingrid listen to this? No, Angelie and Sushila. Oh, yeah. Hey girls. Hey queens. Um, but you know, Ingrid hosted it and she sent this little email out that was like, for the safety of everybody, like adults need to wear masks. And like, if you want to bring a snack, like bring one for yourself. And then we got there, and she had this little table set up with, like, mimosa fixins. And I was like, Ingrid? What? Yeah. And, uh... She wild. Yeah, Dave was like, of course Ingrid's not going to just, like, throw a party and not let it, you know, be festive. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, yeah, I've got four bottles of champagne in there. <laughs> festive? I love her. I do, too. Um, so that was cute. We had, like, a, that was the first time either of my girls has actually done an Easter egg hunt. Um, oh, I didn't realize you were raising them secular. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um... We, we have been so slacking on, like, attending church online. I think we've done it twice in the whole year. And we keep getting emails from, like, the people with kids that are like, okay, if you want to, like, come pick up your, like, Easter egg kit or whatever. And I'm like, that's so cute. I'll see you guys when we have a building again. <laughs> like, when we can all meet in person. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's like trying to keep in touch with your camp friends. Yeah. It's like, know. I'll see you when I see you, honestly. Right. Um, but, uh, oh, my God, the nanny is now on HBO Max. This is huge. This is huge, huge, huge for me. Um, I, you guys, that show is so classic. It's still funny. It's like the jokes are, I saw a tweet about it that was like, it's just vaudevillian excellence. And I was like, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like they just like, the budget was not high. And they just kind of lined people funny up. funny because it's like set. In, like, a really it's, expensive... It's like a rich person's house. But yeah. even as a kid, I was like, mm. Yeah, this, it's a set. It's, like, very clearly a yeah. set. And then, like, I mean, they probably the biggest amount of budget went to Fran's clothes. Shaughnessy's hair. Shaughnessy's hair. Baby. Sha- I mean, Shaughnessy. <laughs> Shaughnessy. That's a man, Maury. He and uh, Franella are, like, BFFs. Oh, I love that. Isn't that so sweet? I want nothing but good things for Fran... Same. I one thing I would like to address though, I discussed this with Shushila on Sunday, is where has she been on drag race? Oh, other, that's a really good question, isn't other it? Other than the time that Courtney Act did her for Well, they had to have Nancy Pelosi on. <laughs> the, Courtney Act did her. When you for, think gay um, rights and gay liberation. <laughs> you think well, I mean Nancy Pelosi was an early the, okay, gay rights advocate. That. 
Uh, and I think was actually when when you and the girls both love fracking. I think she was no, it was Diane Feinstein that was friends with Harvey Milk, and now she needs to retire. <laughs> Girl, retire, bitch. Retire, bitch. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyways, um. But yeah, like Courtney Hack did her for Snatch Game a couple years ago, but they've never had her on as a host. And I'm like, that is why that is messed up. Because I feel like they did right by having Shania. I feel like oh Shania, hates mayonnaise. She hates mayonnaise. Um, but like you know, she's a gay icon. She married a gay man. That is one of the most iconic things you can do. <clears throat> she did. And then they were, you know, they're still best friends. They still work together. You love her. I just love her. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if the invite's been extended. I do too. I think she is. What like if a, she's just like vocally anti-fracking? <laughs> like just can't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But um, I think she's also, you know, she does her like cancer schmancer thing. So I don't know. Maybe she's too busy. She might be. You know what? That she's booked and busy. A, a blessing on us all if you were too busy to do Drag Race. Yeah. I'm so far behind on this current season. I was just watching it when you got here. I'm just not doing it. Um, it's a good season, but it is just, you know, it's like, if you're not watching it with people regularly, then you're like, well, shit, I suddenly have six episodes to watch. I know. Yeah. Mm. I feel like uh, when it started, the tone of my life was not loud enough to match right. the show. I feel that. You know that? Yeah. Well, I think even when I watched the season, like, during, like, lockdown yeah. last year, there was a discordance. Well. Because it's like. That was also a weird-ass season. A they weird had to edit season. out Sherry Pie. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Like, that was the most 2020 thing to happen, was that, like. Just to. You, well, in such a 2020 <laughs> solution, rather than just being like, okay, we messed up. Right. They were like, oh, anytime she's funny, we're leaving it out. Right. Like, it was weird. And so that, because of that, that, like, swept up a lot of other queens' moments of being funny. Yeah. Because it's, like, you know, the back-and-forth banter that she might have had while getting ready with someone, that's, like, suddenly gone. I feel like so much 2020 media will be viewed the way we view, like, late 80s SNL, which is, like, just skip it. You're right. Just don't look at it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's when, like, RDJ was on for one season. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't born, but... Well, I know, but uh, you know that No, I did know that, because they they hired a bunch of celebrities, but this was all, like, I feel like the public tone was a little bit similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, A little ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Just dark heaviness. There's a, there was a heaviness, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm. Which is... you say that though, but like I honestly think the post nine eleven years were SNL's funniest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So did you watch when Maya Rudolph hosted SNL two weeks ago? I saw her hot ones thing. And that, that was incredible. It. Yeah. Remove my wig. <laughs> yeah. Put the seven ice, ice cubes, cubes. <laughs> and then replace my wig. The dude that was it Mikey Day who played um, the guy. Yeah, the hot ones guy. He, he nailed that. Yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> Man, um, Parker and I just started watching last week's episode today at lunch. That it was Daniel Kaluuya hosted. Oh yeah, yeah. And in his monologue, it was so sweet. He said, "Like this is absolutely true." When I was in high school or junior high or something, when he was in school, he had to do a project and he based it on Keenan and Kel. And so oh, he was fun. like, "And so now I'm here." And I just and oh, and also he was talking about how when he won the Golden Globe for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, for some reason the zoom connection was like goofed up and so he was muted and like laura dern was like i'm so sorry unfortunately so he was giving this acceptance speech and so he was like so um anyways i just want to say thank you mom thank you god and thank you kel 
Which oh I was like, that's God. so mean. Like, I was like starting to get choked up. I was like, wow, that must be so meaningful but for not Keenan. Keenan. <laughs> and then he like did that little joke at the oh, end. And I was man. like, Ooh. Do you remember uh, when I was a kid, I remember being really invested in the fact that Kel was a Christian. Oh, bless. You know, we just like, had to cling on to anybody we could. You, you really did. It was uh, with that one good Christian friend, they do that. Actually, he's a Christian. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, and I think God. that my evidence for that was tenuous. Yeah. Like, I think he probably, like, thanked God once, and I was like, got one in our corner. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the cringe. I know. But it actually is kind of sweet. Yeah. You know. Um, anyways, um, should we talk about Aaron Brockovich? Oh, my God. Aaron Brockovich is mine. Was this your first time seeing it? It was. That's right. You know what's funny, though, is, so, um, that feels weirder for you and your age. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I had seen big chunks of it on TV mm-hmm. over the years. I'd just never seen the whole thing from beginning to end. Um, and that was, like, when Hunter Harris was on Lost Cult last summer. Mm-hmm. This was the movie that she said was the moment that let her know culture was for her. Um, and she said it was just always on TV when she was growing up. And, like, she just saw it a million times. And so she's like, it's just lodged in my brain. And then I sent you on – she had she got to interview the actual Aaron Brockovich for Vulture and, mm-hmm. like, asked her a bunch of questions about the movie because it's just, like, I guess – super meaningful to her so I was like that's funny and then watching it I was like I guess I can see how this is perfect like TBS on a Saturday afternoon there it just like and we should we should do a list of like TBS movies (laughs) yes um Forrest Gump Forrest Gump's another one yeah very much always on TV like I had seen um The Patriot Oh, my God. We've never covered The Patriot. And, girl... And we never will. Do we have to? I was going to say, I love I've you, never, Heath Ledger. I've never seen it. I saw it five times Heart. in theaters because I was so thirsty for Heath Ledger at that time. I get it. Girl, oof. That was a man. That, mm, Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Uh, Aaron Brockovich, neither of us took notes. Uh, no notes, just vibes. Just vibes. Um, the actual events portrayed in the movie took place in like... 1993. 93 was when the case happened. So yeah. it might have been like 91 to 92 or whatever for gathering materials. Mm-hmm. I think it did take them a while. But the movie came out in 2000. So it is an extremely light period. Um, and I was trying to think, <clears throat> they the details that like might make it actually seem like a period piece like the cars i guess are kind of early 90s yeah in the she uh, wants a car phone i was about to say the car phone that that was kind of the smoking gun yeah um and you don't really see people like using the internet necessarily no but that wouldn't have been that common in a movie in 2000 well yeah. actually sorry it would have been very common because they were like very like do you see the internet's everywhere now yeah. you can do everything on it everything is on email <laughs> um everyone's been doing emails that like, you would see someone use, like, one of those, like, candy-colored Macs. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would Legally hear... Legally blonde. Yeah. You would hear that, everybody's got that something <laughs> song. And the... Yeah. You know why I uh, texted you about that? It was because it was used... Like, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe this. I couldn't believe this. Um, I watched all of uh, Firefly Lane. Firefly. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't say something. Firefly Lane. Firefly Lane <laughs> on Netflix. Um, as my friend Megan calls them, it's a mom drum. Um, I cannot believe you watched that show. I know. Was it terrible? Yeah, every minute. Every minute was terrible. I won't. Wa- I won't watch. I won't watch the like, like award nominated show you asked me to. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> 
But that, absolutely. Why <clears throat> did you do it? I can't, you can't reason with a madman. <laughs> I think I just needed something stupid to put on while I was, like, preparing to enter, like, the whole 30 dome. Mm-hmm. In... Honestly, we've talked about this. Like, when I ascend, I'll be basic. Right, So, like, I need to get in touch with, like, being pleased by that kind of media. Right, Um, right. But anyway, there's the move. The show is inexplicably set in 2003. When we watch The Notebook in two weeks, it'll be really... (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm so excited. You're gonna live your truth. I'm so excited. Um, The... But anyway, it's set in 2003, Katie Mm Heigl. There's a mm -hmm. scene where she's, like you know, macking down with some dude. And they use that song that everybody's got that something. Man. And, Cause I, I hadn't heard it. No one seeks it out. No, no one we, seeks it I, out. Weirdly. We had just watched, uh, the arrested development pilot, like a week and or two ago used after Jessica Walter died. Yeah. It Isn't was that in, crazy. It was so many things. Yeah. No, I mean, you sent me the details on that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like a whole bunch of ad campaigns. And I think ABC used it to promote a bunch of their shows. What is it about that song? What what bewitching effect did it have? I think, I think trailer core, as Whoa. Caroline calls it, Caroline from Good Christian Fun, mm. she describes that as like her music. Suddenly, taste. I see. Yeah. Yes. Black think, Horse and a Cherry Tree was very trailer core. Extremely trailer core. I think trailers love um, a, a song with like a um, an I a overcame. slow build, like mm-hmm. a dun 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 dun, like that. Yeah, because that that drone high powered attorney. Exactly, yeah. it allows you to kind of do some exposition before oh, you before uh-huh. the actual beat drops. But then you, yeah, there's there's also like crescendo music for trailers. Yeah, somebody left the game. That is the perfect trailer core song, and it hasn't been used in a trailer that I've seen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. When will you guys give LP her money? It was used on a ride I did for Peloton a couple weeks ago, and I did cry. Did you text me? (laughs) I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was... Oh my god, I mean, when you're like like exhausted, LP is into the wild. It was like, I'm sweating so hard, and then Jess King is like my favorite Peloton instructor. She is so kooky, and she was like... She was always she singing like, along with it? A little bit, but like okay, she good. was like, this is just like, you don't, there's no limits. Like you can do whatever you want to do. It's and like I that was Citibank like, commercial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Citibank You can be in Monument Valley, just looking all around. Somebody left the great old pen. Oh man, that's a good okay. talk. We went to Trailer Core from, everybody's got that something. Who does that? Uh, can you look it up? Was it Nick Acosta? Nick Acosta. Is that right? Yeah, it's exactly. Because I was like, it's what not happened to her. It's not Paolo Nutini. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, what happened to him? The people have been asking. Yeah, um, it's Nick Acosta. What has been to asking? <laughs> TikTok has been asking. What happened to Paolo Nutini? Yeah. I mean, he and Katie Tunstall, where'd they go? And where is she? And where is she? And they, they look, Nick Acosta, Paolo Nutini, and Katie Tunstall, they, we, Movie production owed them everything. Movie promotion, rather. Uh, ABC also owed the fray a good deal of money. Um, I, do you think they didn't pay them out in droves? I hope. I if hope I were the fray, did, I would simply take that Gray's money and never, never, never again don a Fidel cap. You know, if you're trying to ascend into your basicness, Gray's Anatomy is the perfect show for Maybe you. Maybe I will do that. I don't want drama. Oh, it's very dramatic. I want, because, like, the thing about Firefly Fire Fire Lane, Lane <laughs> is that the entire time I was like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. 
It's like actively simmering rage at the people that you're watching. I couldn't believe that I was watching it. It's funny that Sarah Chalk was in a show set in 2003 because that was the peak of her career. I know. Isn't that like kind of sad? Well, you could sort of say the same about Katie Heigl. Katie Heigl maybe more like 2007. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Man. But both of them. Both of them on those medical dramas or medical comedy for Sarah Chalk. Well, and they, they. What a weird show Scrubs was. Scrubs was such a weird show, but we loved it. I loved it. I wonder it, if it's it still good. It made us pick me girls the way I we loved it. It's still good. It's I guarantee you it's not. I I, I couldn't look at Zach Braff's visage right now. No. Certainly not. I but. couldn't look upon his countenance. <laughs> <laughs> Except but in horror. <laughs> I saw a TikTok earlier that was um somebody Googled a picture of Florence Pugh's father. Yeah, no, I saw that. Baby. I saw that. Did you send it to me, or maybe that's how I saw it? No. Um, he looks just like Zach Braff. Yeah, no, it's upsetting. Baby. It's not good. No, 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 but no. It's not a hole I want to dig down, given how I feel about Alec Baldwin. <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, yeah, we need to let that one go. We have, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Okay, okay anyway. so back to this movie. Clearly, it's not set in 2000, or else we would hear Everybody's Got That Something by Nika Costa exactly. on the internet. And that's how you know it's a period piece. Right, exactly. Um, also, I would say the office interiors were getting very early 90s. They were. They were. I would um, say her clothing, it was a little bit more of a question mark for me, and I'm not much of a scholar of 90s clothing, but... Yeah, I would say it's it actually hues a little closer to when the movie was made, probably. I think that tends to happen but in I also kind think of light periods. Julia Roberts just looked hot, Your Honor. Smangin'. <laughs> from every angle. So good in every single thing they put her in. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. My God, my God. So I was reading um, in the interview with Aaron Brockovich... Um, herself, that when she met Julia Roberts for the first time, she went to her trailer and she said she was so nervous because she's like, she's like the biggest actress in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, this was like truly peak Julia Roberts. But she got paid $20 million to do this movie. $20 million. $20 million. And she won Which the I Oscar think, for wasn't it. Wasn't that the payout for um, Tom Hanks? When I, when was oh, his yeah. Party? Was something, yeah, I think it was something, something very, crazy. very goofy like that. But anyway, go on. Um, but when she met her, she came to her trailer and she goes, first of all, she's just like the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. I believe that. Uh, I totally believe that. And that um, she has a, just a beautiful energy. And that, Oh, I love to hear that. I do too. And that she said that Julia was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed for you to meet me right now. I don't even have my boobs on yet. Because I remember at the time, much was made about how Julia Roberts is not particularly you know, busty. Okay, I needed they, to hear that. She said they rigged like just they had, like, like her. duct tape. Like I'm, I'm actually motioning it, touching my own bosoms right now. She's really hoisting them up. But they like, she said they would like put her in like a wonder bra or whatever, and then like duct tape it so that they were like higher and closer together. Wow, wow, it was worth it. Um, so. Erin Brockovich, the woman and the character, um, is a at the beginning. She's interviewing for a job at a doctor's office, and she's not dressed like one would dress to work at a doctor's office. Yeah. She's dressed hot. She's just dressed hot. And the, the doctor thing. is like, listen, mm. and then she's like leaving the job interview and gets in a car accident. And so we see her meeting with a lawyer who is my man, Albert Finney. Uh, Daddy Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks. We love him. At this point, he was giving very our great-grandmother. He did look quite a bit like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was at that age, and so was she towards the end of her life, where everyone just sort of looks genderless, you know? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that happens to all of us. It does. Yeah. Um, so he is going to help her sue the doctor who hit her. It was, turns out it was a doctor in a very nice car um, because it hurt her neck. And uh, unfortunately, she does not get awarded any money because first, why was this a trial? It's so weird. I thought it would be like a it civil suit. It is weird suit. that it was a trial. Uh, I don't remember why. But the doctor, his lawyer is like, oh, because well, she, nice she brought up her debt, and so I think oh, that they yeah. like assumed that she was in it for the money, which, right. duh, when you're there seeking damages, right, exactly. Right. But they made it seem like you're just looking for this money for other reasons, not just because of your medical damages. Yeah, I think uh, what was it? Excessive lawsuits was a talking point at yes, the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anyways, she is a mom of three. Her youngest is like eight months old. Oh my God, the baby in this movie was so cute. extremely cute. And they, she's like got her kids staying with a neighbor lady. And when she goes to pick them up, the lady's like, listen, so my daughter is like moving me in with her so I can like be closer to my grandkids. And this is good news for you though. Now that you won that payout, like you can hire a real babysitter and not just the old lady next door. And she's like, yeah. So she's like, try to find someone to take care of her kids. Honestly, this movie really highlighted for me um, the ricketiness of any kind of supports that we have for single mothers. Oh, yeah. I already knew, but like, this is just like showing you in like very plain, you know, Mm -hmm. like making it very plain. Like this is, if you are trying to keep a job to mm-hmm. pay the bills to keep your like a roof over your kid's head and food in their stomachs and whatever, then like you're gonna have a hard time finding care for your kids. Yeah. And so anyway, she um they like takes she takes her kids out to dinner and like she's got like no money in the bank account, but that she found a roach in her kitchen. So she's like, Yeah, off we go. And her kids are like, Mommy, aren't you gonna eat? And she's like, No, I had a I had a big lunch after my court date to celebrate, so I'm still full. You guys go ahead. And the waitress is Erin Brockovich herself. Yes. Yeah. Um, that depressed me. Oh, yeah, when she's eating the pineapple chunks later at home. It was extremely sad. Yeah. But she goes back to that lawyer's office and is, like, chewing him out, saying, like, you told me I could win, and then basically, like, talks herself into a job. Yeah, she's like, you're going to hire me. I loved her negotiation skills, too. This woman, uh-huh. she had grit. Uh-huh. She had determination. Yes. And she was persuasive. What so, can you ask for, really? Yeah, I mean, right. So, Masary, which is Ed Masary, um, Albert Finney is the, the actor. So, he hires her to just be, like, a clerk. Mm-hmm. And she does not get on with the other employees because she's hot and they wish they were her. And they were so jealous. And she's a 10. They're twos. Life sucks for them. <laughs> so, she gets... Oh, shortly around this time, she... Here's like a when she's at home after putting her baby to bed, she hears like a motorcycle revving up outside really loudly, and she's like, "Who the hell?" And she goes out, and who is there but Mr. Aaron Eckhart, um, with a ponytail and mutton chops. A look, and it should kind of work. It shouldn't work, but it does. It kind of did. It kind of did. Yeah. Um. So he's like a motorcycle daddy, and um, he tries to get her number, and she's like, "Here, let me tell you my numbers." Eight I mean, this is the number of months my youngest kid is. Like, this is whole thing. She's yeah, trying to she, scare him she's off. She's got bits. And he was like, I still think you're cute. Yeah. Like, whatever. So, um, she, at one point, comes home, or goes to her babysitter's house to get her kids. And 
the babysitter's not there and either of the kids. So she like freaks out and drives home and she's like, where are my kids? Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she hears them at his house. He's moved in where that old lady had been. And he's like, got it taken care of. The kids mm-hmm. are playing. He's like grilled hamburgers for them. He's like holding the baby. And they're, let me tell you, one of my types is men who are good with babies. Mm-hmm. It was very cute to see. Yeah. Uh, he was doing a very good job. Oh, yeah. I feel like especially if you see, like, it's like the, the Chris Hemsworth picture of him holding his child, like, just, yeah. like, a tiny sack of potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, he's like, I can help out with your kids. Like, basically, I only work as much as I need to work to, like, pay bills, and I live really lean when I'm not working, so I'm I'm good right now. And um. so she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so that's like one huge load off her shoulder or load off from her back. And I was reading about how, um, eventually they get in a relationship. Um, and she was saying like the real Aaron Brockovich was like, I honestly could not have done what I did at that time. Had I not known that my kids were in the care of George, like he was oh, yeah. so good to them. The actual George, uh, I've seen him variously referred to as George or Jorge. I know he was Hispanic. I'm mm-hmm. not sure in the, in the Hunter Harris interview, they just still called him George, and I don't know if that was just because they were referring to him as the character. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, so at some point, she's asked to file some paperwork about a pro bono case that the firm is taking on that is, like, they keep calling it the real estate thing. And it is to do with groundwater contamination. Yeah, from PG&E. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, these people are just trying to get a fair price for their homes. Like mm-hmm. they sold to PG&E, but I think realized. Well, PG&E was like asking to buy their houses. Oh, that's right. Out from underneath them and uh-huh. offering like sixty six thousand, which they were like, "It's a lot of asset to move." Plus, we've got all these medical bills. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know. So she at one point. Oh my gosh, sorry, I just realized because I was about to comment on uh, Conchata Farrell being in this. The Conchata Farrell. She's the one who. Uh, Aaron Brockovich says, I'm not talking to you, bitch. Oh. Uh, you've seen her in everything. She died last year. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, was she the other, the other... Can't miss her. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've Krispy seen... Kreme. Yeah, she goes, that's such a mean... I I love this woman. Everything I've seen her in, I'm like, yep. Hey, girl. Um, oh, bless. That's so sad. She I was know. 77. I know. She. I, I guess she was in Two and a Half Men. That was probably her main hustle. Mm-hmm. She died rich. I'll tell, I'll tell her tell you that much. Good for her. Um. Anyway. Oh, she got nominated for Emmys. I mean, good for her. She's funny. She There's lost to Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond and Jamie Presley from My Name Is Earl. That bitch. <laughs> uh, Bitches. I always think about Doris Roberts like hooking up with James Dean because <laughs> that happened. You love to hear it. <laughs> you really do. Um. So. Anyway, um, she asked to take on a little bit more on this case, and then... Yeah, she's like, can I do some digging? Yeah. And then, like, classic, just, like, not giving a shit about, like, corporate decorum. Like, she just leaves for a week. Yeah. And goes to... Is it Hinkley? Is that the name of the town? yeah. And, um... It's like central inland California, right? Yeah, or like I think maybe that's north, right. kind of. Yeah, because I, I know right. they litigate in San Francisco, so it's probably closer to. I'll I'll look this up. Yeah, you know I, I have a space right phone. Yeah, um, I get the impression she's driving quite a bit from yes. Thousand Oaks, though. Yes, um, Hinkley, California. California. It's located in the Mojave Desert, 120 miles north northeast of Los Angeles. Northeast. Okay, so. Anyways, the 
she starts reading about... Oh, San Bernardino. Okay. Oh, she goes to visit Marg Helgenberger, who we all know from CSI. Is that the two shoes? No, no, no. She's the people. redheaded lady in, in Hinkley. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right so that lady right, gives right, her, right. like, all of her documents, including some medical documents. And so she calls her, and she's like, hey, um, why did you have your medical stuff included in all this, this stuff about PG&E buying your house? And she's like, oh, I just kept all my documents together. But, you know, they sent me to a doctor. And that sends some alarm bells off for Erin because she's like, hmm. And they paid your medical bills for you uh, to go to this doctor. So, and this doctor is telling you that it's nothing to do with groundwater or this uh, hexavalent chromium. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe that's. So, Julia goes to, like, talk to, like, a chemistry professor somewhere, or Aaron does. She And he, he tells her that, like, water stuff is public record. So she goes to, like, this, like, water office, like, this utility office. Oh, that and, like, dude that she has to keep flirting with. Yeah, she, like, flirts with the guy there and makes a bunch of copies of things. and Because um, he's, it, like, kind of stooging for the company, clearly. Though. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, because at one point he calls his boss, and his boss is like, um, why is she there making copies of things? Like, no, 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 shut it down. So he tries to get her out, and she's like, no, this is public record, and I'm not leaving until I finish getting these documents. Anyway, she gets home from... This week of doing all this. I mean, I guess she's just leaving every morning, going to Hinkley, and then coming back. Um, but her, she goes to the office, and they're like, all her stuff's boxed up. And she's like, what the hell? And they're like, well, you haven't been here for a week. That's when Conchata says something about Oh, yeah. Like, and she's like, oh, shut up, Krispy Kreme, which is mean and fatphobic and did not age well. No, but it, um, I mean. But that character was also. A dick. A dick. Yeah. No, I mean, she just. Uh, no, I just loved the, I'm not talking to you, bitch. Yes. <laughs> so um, she, they're like, you've missed a week of work. And she's like, no, I've been out conducting research. And then, um, a few, so she ends up leaving. She keeps looking for jobs. And then Ed, um, Albert Finney, comes to visit her. And he's like, so these documents that you found, like, I need to know those. And she's like, okay, well, um, if you give me my job back. And he's like, okay, fine. And she's like, with benefits this time. And he's like, okay. And then he comes in and she explains all the people she's talked to. And she's like, not only did they send these brochures out, but they like had this big like meeting in the in the community about like how the chromium is not a problem or it's actually good for them or whatever. And he's like, they did that to establish a date mm-hmm. for so they have a- the statute of limitations. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, anyway, so she comes back and starts working on the, the deal. You want to take over? Oh, I'm hogging, well. I'm hogging the limelight. No, no, no. Um, so he, anyway, they turn it into a class action lawsuit, which he's, like, reluctant to do because it's quite a bit of work and he's going to have to have all these. prove. They have to prove it and they have to have a lot of experts on retainer. And if they lose, then he's just out. A bunch of money. Yeah. Well, because more and more people start coming forward. They're mm-hmm. like, I heard that you talked to so-and-so. This one couple is heartbreaking. Comes forward and they're like, here's our baby chicks. Like, first of all, PG&E bought our house last year for like $50,000. But like, I, we've been having all these problems. And now I'm wondering if it's related to that. Like, our chicks all died and they were born kind of weird. And then my wife's had five miscarriages in the last year. Yeah. And like... They start talking to more of these people. Like, people have had to have, like, hysterectomies. There's, like, a child with cancer. Mm-hmm. It's, like, almost every family has something going on. I mean, those companies should just rot, honestly. Rot, like, that's, truly. I, 
And it's, they get away with, with so much. And, like, it's people's water. Like. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so criminal. Like, yeah. that, you know, if you, the second you know something is wrong, why would you not? Anyways, so yeah, they send some guy to try to come, like, scare Ed out of doing a class action lawsuit. And he's like, do you know who we are? Like, we're a $66 billion company or whatever. And Ed's like, oh. Right. Thank you for that information. Thank you for letting me know how much you're worth. Yeah. Um, So I I don't, um, this is where details get fuzzy. And I was like, yeah, I think I understand what's going on. Not knowing anything. Um, I do know that at some point she talks to Cherry Jones. Super excited about that. Hello. Very excited to see my ex, who I'm on good terms with, Cherry Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have a 45-year-old child together. Um, <laughs> I was going to say y'all shared like a 25-year-old great golden retriever. Yeah. Yeah. A geriatric golden retriever. <laughs> she's, she's had a lot of uh, surgeries. We said cataracts. We, we split the land in Idaho amiably. Um, <laughs> I love Cherry Jones. We doesn't, do too, girl. Doesn't uh, yeah. she feel like someone who used to be in your life? She really does. <laughs> yeah. She, you know, she feels like, like a, used to be meaningful. Um, a combination of our kindergarten teacher. Yeah. And unfortunately, the woman we both had for seventh grade science. Yeah, I know that one too. You remember that time at the Trader Joe's in our hometown? And we saw her and I was like, it's on site, Joanne. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I said something loud too. Like, <laughs> go to hell! Like, Did you really? It was, so, it was something where I said her name like a little bit too loud, and we were both like, "Let's get out of here! Let's go! We need to get in Mom's Rav Four and peel ass <laughs> before we have a verbal altercation with our seventh grade science teacher oh my in the God. Trader Joe's parking lot." <laughs> she was just joyless. She really was. Cherry Jones is not that. Cherry Jones is not. Well, yeah, no. I mean, we had really like a lot of good years, but um. <laughs> So anyway, I don't know. They bring in like uh, some corporate goons to help them with this case. Yeah, they they merge with another uh-huh. firm, including Vianne Cox. You recognize Vianne Cox? Where do I know her from? Okay, girl, she's been in so many things. I'm so glad you asked. Most recently, to me, I have seen her about a dozen times in the Whitney Houston Cinderella. She plays one of the stepsisters. Yeah. That movie stays on your mind. It really does. She was also in, um, she's in, uh, you've got mail. She's the one that comes to the, um, the shop and she's like, what can we do? We can't let this Fox business close your, close down the shop around the corner. We can have like a, you know, community gathering. The redheaded woman. Yeah. She, oh, she has real upstate New York kind of vibes, doesn't she? Yeah, she's in Two Weeks Notice, a movie that I love. I have no reason to love it, but I do. Um, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, does she have a big part in Two Weeks Notice? Uh, She's Melanie Corman. I think she probably just, like, works at the the firm. Uh, She was in an episode of Seinfeld that I watched recently. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so she's just a very working actress. Oh, yeah. She's just in all the things. Uh, she was in an episode or two of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You know, I'm uh, behind on that. I am, too. But anyways, uh, love to see her. She played very to type as an uptight she did. lawyer type. She did. Uh, let me tell you an aesthetic I don't find pleasing to me in my career. <laughs> uh, early 90s San Francisco. Oh, no. <coughs> yeah, it's not for me. Um the the fashions you mean like the look the look yeah the, the slicked down cor- it's the corporate San Francisco look yeah you know? I was gonna say I think there's something um, there's something about like a tech town that just really it's joyless to bring that word back into it yeah yeah I don't like it um, um the vibe is off for me the vibe is off vibes are off yeah um no I think like uh. 
I don't even know if I would attribute her their like corporate look to being a San Francisco thing. I think it's just that kind of homogeny. Well, the yeah, 90s corporate was like yeah, extremely 90s corporate gray. looks. And it's yeah, it's very gray, it's very conservative, it's very like masculine. Like mm-hmm. even women felt that they had to mask up their look, which like with I hate. The, the uh, shoulder pads. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Vian Cox immediately gets off on the wrong foot with Julia, uh, and she says as much. Yeah, she's like, she starts asking all these questions in kind of a sideways way, and Julia's like, oh yeah, no, I'm too big of a dumbass to have done that because I don't have a law degree or whatever. Right. And she's like a paralegal, basically, right? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even think she had that title. There. No, like, I think she just was like truly like hired to do some odd jobs, and then like mm-hmm. actually was really good at it because right. she was good at building relationships and getting the trust of the people in the town and getting them to tell her stuff so Vianne Cox is like so but do you know this or do you know that like we don't have any phone numbers on any of these files and Julia's like okay whose phone number do you need and she's like okay um and she says a name and she's like so and so daughter of so and so and so and so who's the father's brother is this guy and he has these three kids and she knows all the phone numbers yeah like she knows all these people she talks to them regularly and Vianne Cox is like I think you got off on the wrong foot and she goes yeah that's all you got two wrong feet and ugly (laughs) shoes which is a Barbara Sherman thing to say. I, our grandmother is the I queen mean, of the ad hominem attack, and that, that one I felt like, ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, oh no, um, this hits too close to home. So, anyways, they do start working better together. I think. I mean, I think you love to see it. You know, it's like a. I think Aaron keeps situation. her like a little bit. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Selma Blair and Legally Blonde, bitch. I love that movie. Oh God, Selma Blair, bless her heart. We love her. So, um, Ed has to. Ed and Aaron have to kind of go talk the people in the town into... Oh my God. I, sorry. My mind. I was just sitting here thinking, like, I bet she's a cancer. Who? Julia Roberts? No. Aaron Brockovich. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Damn. How did you do that? What made you think she was a cancer? She's, like, so, like... She's so uh, empathetic and so, like, okay. in touch with people. Like, okay. her like, people are her skill. Wow. Interesting. I might have guessed Aries because she's so, like... Direct? Um, direct. Yeah. I bet. Oh, I wonder if she's an Aries rising. I would love her chart. I would love to see it. I would love her chart. Um, so anyways, they have to go to the, Ed and Aaron have to have this like town hall meeting because basically like to do a class action lawsuit, you have PG and E somehow was able to set the terms and say that it had to be like 90% of the people agreed to doing like a trial or a binding arbitration. That's what it is. So rather than it being rather than a trial a jury, by jury, which, um, Aaron Brockovich had sort of pitched to people like you can tell your story and right. the jury. Yes. And so all these people were convinced like they were going to be able to have their day in court in front of a jury. But Ed's like, I think if we do that, that will take, they will tie us up in paperwork for 15 years. And I think we'd be better off doing binding arbitration. And then, but that's like the judge is the final decision. And so they um, finally get everyone to agree, but like they, only a certain number of the like everyone that was there at the town hall agrees to it but they still have to get like i don't know another 50 people to reach that 90 percent. so aaron's like i guess we're going door to door so they happen to be at this little gin joint in town or aaron does oh i guess the whole george thing he at one point they he proposes and no he like gives her some earrings he wasn't gonna propose oh i guess i meant i was working the hot pot at the moment he gives her some earrings and he's like I, or he like shows them to her and he's like I got these I saw them at a mall I thought they were so pretty on you and I thought I'll give these to her the next time she does something nice for me mm-hmm. and he goes do you know how long I've been carrying these around a year Ooh. like she had just not 
been, you know, she'd kind of been taking him for granted. Yeah. Um, and I think in her mind, she was like, I'm on this holy war. But her, George and her kids were kind of like, where the hell are you? You know, mm-hmm. which is fair. Um, so anyways, she meets this guy, this older man kind of comes up and he's like hey i recognize you and she's oh, like oh like here we such go a creep. i felt like nervous for her I what a turn too. that I, did, I know and he it seems like he was trying to like hit on her mm-hmm. and then he's like he basically tells her that like when he worked for pg e he destroyed documents that was like one of his jobs and he was like i remember watching he's like my cousin just died the other day but i remember watching him go to clean the tanks and he was wearing like a medical mask and it was soaked in blood from his nosebleeds and um, he's like, my cousin was only 42 years old. And mm-hmm. so he's like, I turns out I was supposed to destroy all these documents, but it turns out like I'm not a very good employee, if you know what I mean. So she's like, oh my God. And she like gets him to sign a document. Like she sits and like eats peanuts with him and <laughs> has a beer and gets him to like tell her the whole story. And um, he gives her all these documents, including a memo from 1966 proving that PG&E headquarters knew that the water was contaminated. And that was that was like nearly 30 years before all of this. The water was contaminated with hexavalent chromium, and they had advised like that particular branch in Hinkley to keep it secret. So these people had been drinking this water for 30 years. Oh, my God. Poisoning themselves. Doesn't it make you wonder about your own water? <sighs> it does well, I mean, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, you know. Well, I mean, I guess the fact that we had zebra mussels a couple years ago and they were like, boil it, boil it. <laughs> There's that. And, yeah. you know, I think in any agricultural state without, yeah. like, strong laws on um, pesticides, you're just at a risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, so they do take it to court for binding arbitration and they win. And it was a big, big, big settlement. And the funny thing was to it me, like, like $333 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron takes George with her. They're broken up at this point, but I guess like on good terms mm-hmm. to tell the one family about how much money they are getting. I think they were personally getting like five six, million, five million. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so she's like, your family's going to be fine. Your daughters are going to be fine. Like your money financially mm-hmm. you're taken care of. Um, and I think they also had to pay the medical bills maybe on top of that. I'm not sure. Oh, that would be neat if it was just fun money yeah <laughs> sure that's five million dollars just some walking your, around money i need pain and suffering yeah <laughs> i need pain and suffering <laughs> so um yeah that was the jensen family that's who it was so um but she wants to show george like this is what you've been helping me do so in the aftermath of it all um ed is like um he comes to give Aaron her bonus which she i guess had named named a price and he's like, it's a little different than the price we talked about. And she starts, like, yelling at him. Reaming she just, him out. Like, she's, like, so quick to, like, Zero to ten. fly off the handle at him. And uh, he's like, she's like, I don't get any respect around here, whatever. And then he hands her the check, and it's $2 million. Good for her. Uh, yeah. And so she buys a nice house for herself. and Well, and apparently she's kept George on the payroll. Like, literally pays George to watch her kids. He died last year, or the year oh, before, goodness. I think. Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, obviously, I think her, her kids, kids are, are probably grown, now. grown, but for many years, he was, she like, did. the, the That's nanny. That's so sweet. Um, because she kept doing crazy hours. Yeah. The, yeah, I think firm. she, I think they, like, expanded the case to be bigger than just the Hinkley yeah. thing, eventually. Um, well, and she's out here still, like, writing about pollution, too. Like, she wrote a book. Yeah. She's the one who, uh, if you've seen the headline about shrinking peenies. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was her that wrote that? Yeah. Um, she, I was just reading to oh, something else about, she married some other guy in 1999. Yeah. Something Ellis. And then I, 
I think maybe they're yeah. She's a three, she's a three time divorcee. Come on, Queen. Um, He's an actor. One of the mm. one of the fun facts on IMDb is like in real life she's dyslexic. Oh <laughs> like, well, that's like, great. They didn't really tell us otherwise in the film. Um, um, yeah, a, a, quite a bit of the IMDb trivia has to do with uh, Julie Roberts' boobies. Mm-hmm. She was with Benjamin Bratt at the time. That's a handsome couple. That's a beautiful ass couple. <laughs> That's a good looking couple. They were so beautiful together. Um, yeah, man. I mean, there's there wasn't like a whole heap of like fascinating things there. I mean, she won an Oscar for this, rightfully so. Julia Roberts is a Scorpio. I love that. October twenty eighth. That's Scorpio, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. Yeah, we love that. That's my sister sign. Um, That's my moon sign. Good for you. Um. um yeah, man. What, what was his name again? Shoot, I forgot. The, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, what, what's he up pictures to? Pictures of them together. What are you up to, sir? He married someone named Talisa Soto in two thousand two, and I guess they've been married since then. He is a Sag. Okay, um, I wouldn't pair those two together. No, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Wouldn't be me, babe. Oh man, yeah, he was in Miss Congeniality. That movie is fun. Oh yeah, no, that's I think that's and actually what I first Coco as well. saw him in was in Miss Congeniality. Which I love that movie. That's a good time. Um, have, have we ever covered anything with Sandy Bullock in it? Has she? We she did. Just, she was in Capote. No, uh, she wasn't in Capote. She was in the other Capote movie, which, which we, we didn't have watched. Um, I was gonna say she doesn't really do a lot of period pieces, does she? She doesn't. I think she has a very She's modern, got a modern face. face. Mm-hmm. She got a modern face. Which, I mean, she's a I would say Florence Pugh does, ages, too, but, but she's done a lot of period pieces. Oh, God, I love her. Um, um, yeah. I'm Sandy, at, Sandy Bullock period piece. I'm looking. I'm looking at her IMDb. Uh-huh. Uh, God, I love her. No, she's fantastic. I love her. If you are um, still she's on... She's a Leo. Okay. And a Texas girl. Is she She's from Texas originally? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's from, um, oh, it says she was born in Arlington, Virginia. Ooh. We'll but her. I think that she was, like, raised in Texas. It's weird how little you hear about that, given that we're 10% of the country. And Texas? Yeah. And yeah. increasingly. I know. So. I know. Um, I, I was just thinking about this. Given this, like, massive shift, this, like, huge migration to Texas that's happening right now, which I'm surprised it's taken this long. Um... I I guarantee I guarantee uh, media will continue to not reflect how oh, much of, of the population not. lives of here. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. No, there will be like very very few movies, basically no TV shows mm. at all about Texas. You hate Texas. to see it. You hate um, to see it. Well, yeah. I, it's you know highly weird. <laughs> um, anyway, Aaron Brockovich, what a good flick. My goodness. What a good what, flick. What a badass lady. Um, oh, the she, other Truman Capote movie was called Infamous. It was, yeah, the it one with Toby Jones. It was a great value, Capote. Toby Jones is a great value face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. But, like, I but I'm looking. Wow. I don't really see. I don't see. know why I chose violence against him today. <laughs> uh, she was also in Two Weeks Notice with V.M. Cox from this film. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking. I don't think that she she did a voice in Prince of Egypt, which you just recently watched. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't include that in the sync up. Guys, Miriam. watch Prince of Egypt. Parker and I watched Saved. Same movie. So great. So <laughs> same, great. Same flick. I, um... Man, has she been, like, in any other period pieces? I don't think she has. She was really good in Prince of Egypt. <laughs> I bet. She's great in everything she does. You know who's great in that movie? Um, everyone. But the, um, the 
woman who does the voice of Moses's mom, who's only at the very beginning, is this like Israeli um, musician. Okay. And she's got this like super haunting voice. Let me look it up. You love to hear it. Um, Yehevet is the character's name. Okay. Um, you know, and it's amazing. I feel like when I watch Prince of Egypt, which to be clear, guys, is probably about once a year. Yeah, you do watch it I a don't lot. know what's like broken in me that you I'm like. You keep it alive. I do keep it. I think it's a really well-made movie. Um, but I feel like every time I watch it, I'm like, they literally taught us none of this in church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ofra Haza is okay. the woman who does the, the voice. Um, you, you've heard her on like other soundtracks too, but okay. man, really, really cool voice. Damn. Um, well, anyway. do we have anything else we want to say about Aaron Brockovich is my name? No, this concludes our um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. The, the uh, Lonely, Island, Lonely Island Jack Sparrow trilogy. Yeah. Because we refuse to watch Scarface. It simply will not. <laughs> we just don't have it in us. I don't. I don't. Um, uh, next week. Next week we were watching The Princess Bride. Um, Which I'm excited about. Yeah, I think, honestly, I don't want to theme anything too much, but I'm, I'm loving this, like, thread of, like, basic, basic bitch hours. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't um, think about it too hard, no, you know? Just let it wash like, over yeah, you. I don't need to do, like, I don't want to, I want this podcast to degrade an intellectual value. <laughs> no thoughts, just vibes. And it, it never was good. <laughs> It never was good. But I think about that one review where they're like, white feminists, and it's like, why do you think I have a point of view, period, bitch? I don't. <laughs> I'm not here representing anything. Totally. I know. Um, anyway, Anyways. Whatever. What about, to quote uh, that terrible piece of shit, Rachel, what's her face, Hollis, what about me told oh you that God. I'm trying to be relatable? <laughs> You know what? She said that, and I was I love, like, okay, you're the ba- You're not the good uh, messenger for that, because literally your entire brand is trying to be relatable. Right. But that's something I want to keep in my pocket for right. me. I'm not trying to be relatable, bitch. Um, Actually, I very much am. You're, I mean, you, got, Lindsay, you help people sell to you. I do. <laughs> I, I do. I love to be a helper. Uh, you do. <laughs> Tell Which, me about this red wine. <laughs> wine lady at H-E-B. I hope you have a blessed afternoon and evening yeah for you and yours you really do love her i do um so next week we're watching when did princess bride come out was it 85 i i think it was during my lifetime for 87 chance. i'm gonna say 87 okay let's guess let's see let's see princess bride lock in your yeah, 1987 you're right mm, feels good it's got colombo in it who our nana hated what she hated know that? peter falk yeah what <laughs> i have no idea why Roman didn't hate anyone i know She's what did he do to her couldn't stand colombo yeah who knows? You know, I weirdly, when I was uh, in the high school phase of like, r- like being so into Fiona Apple that I would like read articles about Fiona Apple. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember hearing that she was a big ass Columbo fan. Oh, so you're like inclined to like him? I'm inclined to like him. Yeah. Um, I feel that. Yeah, because there's still a part of me that will ride hard for her. I, I don't even. I can't tell you that I've listened to Fetch the Bolt Cutters all the way through more than once. Oh, girl, it's so good. But. I'll still always be here for Fiona. Oh, yeah. We love her. We love her. All right. Next week, Princess Bride. Bye. Bye. Bye.